0: There's no place to escape to. This is the last. Oh, On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started.
2: What was that?
3: Oh, yeah! Nice. Dimer part two. <laughs>
2: Oh, I hope you're hungry. Oh. I got a sauce. Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Hey, my name is a uh, Greco Romanto, and I teach you how to cook an Asian boy. Uh, and what you gotta yeah. do is uh, nine onions. You cut off the dick of an Asian boy. You put it in a pot. You get the onions, a seamer, a seamer, and then hey, guess what? You what? sit down and you eat the penises. Uh. so
3: it's just—it's mostly just Asian boy penis with onions.
2: Onions and, and penises.
3: That's it. <laughs> All you need. No green peppers or bell no. peppers in there. No, no. nothing like that.
2: Onions.
3: salt and pepper. No. Or? Yeah. Onions. No. <laughs> Just onions. You
2: get they you get they sweet salty from the semen all crusted onto their pubic hair. Sure. So you put oh. the pubic hair in there. That's oh, you have to have the pubic hairs.
3: Oh, okay. And the balls or the balls uh, in oh, a different stew. Oh, the
2: balls are the best part. <laughs> okay. How they fall apart into strings. Oh, yeah. manjo banjo. The it's manjo banjo. I'd just be in Romanti, the uh, human chef. <laughs> yes, I see.
3: That's Hedric Zabrowski, of course. It's part two of Dahmer. Yeah. I hope you
2: guys are all sitting down with a big plate of spaghetti. Do you ready to listen oh, yeah. to this next episode? <sighs> uh. So you remember, so the first episode, we got really sad about Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. He had a rough
3: childhood. His dad wasn't there, and his mom didn't love him enough.
2: Yeah, and then this part reminds you he's a fucking monster. Monster. So then you're just like, I understand
3: why his father left and I get why his mother thought he was a crazy person. Can't
2: handle this kid. He's got an attitude problem. (laughs) That's right. You know, he's had a hard time making friends. So if if you have a hard time making friends, you got to go make friends. I will say his parents
3: did not help him out. They, They... Created the the creepy Dahmer house on the top of the hill. They
2: didn't create. Technically, he created that by what he did. Well, the Dahmer house <laughs> helped him with the visual. I know a lot of creepy guy. I know a lot. I have a lot of friends who live in set back beautiful houses. It's great because it's isolated. It's not a sad graveyard because it's isolated. You know right, what I mean? right. It yeah. can be a nice thing to get away from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, the Dahmer house had some vultures flying above it, and uh, there's always a storm cloud there, and lightning was about to strike at any moment.
2: So we just left Dahmer, just moving into his grandma's house, right? Well, we left Dahmer, uh, he had just moved to his
4: grandma's house, he had just gotten his job at the Ambrosia Chocolate. That's right.
2: Nothing like a fine Willy Wonka chocolate. Mm -hmm. They have since torn down their old factory what? and Aww. built a new one. It's oh. bad for business when you have a
3: bone eater in your in your business, huh?
4: But they still keep the name Ambrosia. That's
3: the,
2: nice. Well, you got to remember, that's the thing, branding is so hard. When it you is. got a name that already sticks, you got to keep it. Well, it's mm-hmm. been
4: around since 1895.
2: Yeah, just one dude eating 16 Asian boys isn't going to keep Absolutely. the chocolate from rolling. Oh, the show's got to keep going. There's some chubby
3: dude looking similar to the uh, villain from True Detective working at the Hershey Pennsylvania factory. There's absolutely. no doubt of it. They got blood
2: on their hands. Yeah, absolutely. You know how many will. You know how many Oompa Loompas fell into that chocolate so river? So many. And we laughed and we laughed. Oh, look at the little how Oompa Loompas. They had to get fished out of there stuck in the drainage pipes and nobody ever talked about it because Willy Wonka was made out of magic. And he
3: was offering a golden ticket to come and tour the death factory he called the chocolate factory. So Jeffrey Dahmer must... making bank, by the way, at Ambrosia. 19 <laughs> yeah. bucks an hour. Nine, well, yeah,
4: 19 dollars an hour in 2014 money. Yeah. Absolutely. That's incredible. But Jeffrey Dahmer, just like John Wayne Gacy, mm. again and again slipped through the cracks. Again and again, was arrested for certain sexual crimes. On September eighth, nineteen eighty six, he was arrested for lewd and lascivious behavior oh, right. for masturbating in front of a couple of twelve year old boys on the banks of the Kinnickinnic River. Because
2: this is now when did he kill his first victim? Again, that- he killed his
4: first victim at eighteen. This was the hitchhiker.
2: Yes, the first victim though that he killed, I believe this was it was something like nine years before, right?
4: Yeah, this was at my, he had been going through a huge cooling so he's theory. in his
3: mid-twenties here
2: so yeah. what I was wrong, well, listening in Born to Kill they said the thing that they, he says set him back off like when he was staying with his grandma so basically he when he was staying with his grandma he was trying to get back into religion really heavily yeah. So he started go,
3: walking around to the house in those big white panties
2: but apparently he was at a library reading because he took up his time reading and a man walked past him and threw up a, a crumpled pieces of paper at him mm. and he opened it up and it said if you want a blowjob meet me in the bathroom and he said he didn't go and meet the guy hmm. But he was like It was the first thing that made his brain Kick back into being uh, The Jeff we know and love <laughs> That's right Oh man that's gotta be fun though
3: At the same time Oh you know, yeah I, would, I wish somebody Most uh, preferably a woman <laughs> And an attractive one Throws me a crumpled on yeah, piece of paper like doing you pent- want a blowjob It yeah. sounds
2: like a penthouse letter but It does it When does. you're Jeffrey Dahmer Everything gets sour And isn't it interesting to know What the world was like before Grinder? Just crushed
3: up pieces of paper being thrown on random people studying at the library.
2: Yeah, so then he then he was around, and then he started jerking
4: off
3: in public. Yeah, but now, he
4: started jerking off in public. He jerked off in front of these two year twelve-year-old boys. They just
3: laughed at him, which is so
4: sad. Oh, so yeah. sad.
3: Oh, I mean, at the very least, you want them to look scared. scared. Or, yeah. Like, well, one of them asked him, "Was like, you having a good
4: time?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm having a great time." Yeah, of
2: course he is. He's fully <laughs> hard. Right. Yeah. If he was having a hard time, he'd just be like, you know, he'd be soft going like, "I can't, I can't." No, <laughs> you was... guys are ready to go. Yeah.
3: But now this is this is what was so interesting with that he doesn't like alive people and he doesn't really enjoy young boys This is per about deviancy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
4: and being drunk all
3: the time. So he's loaded off a of Schlitz. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Every yeah.
4: moment of his life. Yeah. <laughs> so he can he confessed to police uh, when he was arrested that he had masturbated 5 times in public in the mm-hmm. preceding months and this We're just also just like, you just
2: can't let all the beans spill. I'll say this to anybody. <laughs> if you're talking to the police if you got secrets, just take a breath. Mm-hmm. before you start spouting off your secrets. Your well, this was
4: part of Dahmer's game. This is because this is not going to be his last arrest. This was part of his game. He of was course. very charismatic when he uh, was arrested by the police. He was always very apologetic, very sorry. Uh, the report said that he doesn't mm-hmm. know what changed him to make him suddenly start doing this, but that he knows he has a problem and he wants to get help. And that okay. was his thing over and over. I want to get help. I don't know why I do these things. He was sentenced to a, a year's uh, probation and uh, some therapy yeah, for like 10- this crime. Ten
2: therapy sessions with probably some like student psychologist, and they're like, so what do you dream about? And he's like, well, sometimes I go and I dream about this. A a boy is just nothing but muscles, and he comes (laughs) to me, and he says he wants to be my ultimate wife. And then I I come all over him, and they're, they're, they're just like, time's up. Thank yes. you so much for coming
3: That's in. Great. I think I'm going to really ace this paper. I think I got a real sociopath here. So,
4: uh this is at the time as as Henry said, he got the note in the uh he got the note in the library and he also briefly after this like God didn't work, so he figured he would try Satan. He got into a cult practice yeah. Right. for just a little bit when uh, Satan didn't work, he figured all right, it's time to just dive headfirst into the Milwaukee
3: gay scene. And it makes me so right.
2: sad that Satan didn't work for him, because he's worked for so many people. He's made the rest of us so cool.
3: <laughs> well, that's very, very debatable. God and Satan couldn't beat Dahmer, though. They really couldn't. That's why he's number one in my book. He's can't the, he's, get him down. Can't get him down. He's king of kings. Lord of lords. Jeffrey Dahmer.
4: So Dahmer, he started going to a gay bars all around Milwaukee. He was known as that guy, yeah. the loner, the guy right. that just would sit at the bar and would just get wasted.
2: Like and the cool go loner, home. like Antonio Banderos and Desperado loner. You saw, I think he saw himself as that. And then <laughs> right. everyone else was like, this is a man who doesn't wash his clothes, who keeps going up to people and tell them how much he likes how their hips look. And he wishes that he could have them as a trophy. Oh, That's what's hard. Right. It sounds like it's flirting at first.
3: Right. That's what they're thinking, but he just keeps on twirling it. Hair. There
2: was a great bart- uh, the bartender did an interview on, again, my favorite serial killer series Born to Kill mm-hmm. with, on Jeffrey Dahmer and he was just like, he's like, yeah, Jeffrey used to come in every day and he'd get the same beer and then he'd sit in a corner like he was waiting for somebody, but then I guess uh, he found him every once in a while. Uh-huh.
3: That's it.
4: <laughs> well, where Jeffrey first started getting his uh, drug him and fuck him on was at this place called Club Baths in Milwaukee which Ugh. was closed by health authorities in 1988.
3: No, why? <laughs> the, the club Bath in Milwaukee was filthy. I can't believe it. Oh, well, man. we got the cheese sauna, or we also have the spaghetti and meatball pit,
2: and we're doing a bit of a uh, brat boil in the in the uh, the Egyptian theme room. Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: yeah. That's all the steam from the brats, you know. Well, if you don't know how a gay bathhouse works, essentially mm. the men go in wearing towels, and they just kind of walk around. They point to each other, and they say like hey, how would you like to go to a private room? They go back to the private room. It's room so easy. And they
2: fuck. It's Th- very that's easy. That's so yeah. easy and crazy. And he said here, that he described it as a, it's a It's a relaxing place. Relaxing. It <laughs> doesn't sound relaxing. It
3: truly sounds like hell on earth.
2: And
3: it's just so funny. If you hear about like a San Francisco gay bath club, you're thinking, shvelte bodies, you know, beautiful nipples. This is, is Milwaukee
2: pa- secret gay. This is <laughs> under, yeah, underground.
3: This is Da Bears guys from SNL. <laughs> <laughs> all in a dark cave trying to pretend like they're not gay and don't want to fuck each other.
4: So, Jeffrey, after he started fucking guys on the regular in this bathhouse, he started... He hated the fact that his partners would move yeah. during sex. It's always a problem. He hated it.
1: Yes.
3: <laughs> and so, so he's, I mean, he should have just gotten with a beautiful cheerleader. They don't move at all during <laughs> sex. Supermodel. Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> so he said that he's trained himself to view people as objects of pleasure instead of actual human beings. Right. And the
2: guy who was the head of investiga- the head investigator, what's his name again? Patrick Kennedy. Patrick Kennedy, who was great, had the amazing interview on the Jeffrey Dahmer Files oh, documentary, so good. if you've seen it. Uh, he was saying... He was he's like, he's like, you know, for the life of I me, mean, I don't understand why he had to kill these people from what I heard. And it sounded like is that this guy was getting laid back and forth. He's getting back laid all forth. the time. <laughs> Which is true. Apparently, yeah. he was having a lot of sex, yeah. but he wasn't getting his itch scratched. we well, like, won't get too much
3: into Patrick Kennedy, but uh, YouTube him and just uh, Wikipedia him. His life story alone is almost worth an episode yeah. because he became a second-hand celebrity from Jammer and left his wife and started banging a bunch of chicks <laughs> at <laughs> University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee and then
2: He had every policeman's dream happen to him. That you bust the big killer and then you become like, he was a raging alcoholic.
3: He celebrated his birthday, he said, with uh, oh. the, the telephone was out in his house. He only had one channel on the TV and a bottle of whiskey. And he just was celebrating like his 50th That's what birthday. I did. Yeah, but, he, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's
4: different, Henry. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but he was also saying, it's like, well, you know, I was uh, in my apartment and, you know, I had a bottle of whiskey and no channels on the TV. Been, yeah, like, what, the birthday? Yeah. I mean, That's a, <laughs> he wasn't sad about it. No, no. I mean, he's been Western.
3: We're not a grizzled <laughs> people. We're not Pachito, you know? <laughs> uh,
4: so, so in 1986, uh, around June, this is when he came upon the first step of what would lead to cannibalism. Essentially, this is okay. when
2: he started giving his
4: partner sleeping pills.
2: Because you see, a lot of times, I think this is a, this happens a lot with serial killers too. Is they give themselves little permissions, yeah, sure. where they're like, "I'm going to ease my way into my fantasy, my making my fantasy real." Because he already did technically, because he had that because like he had the hitchhiker just show up, and mm-hmm. so he did right. that, and it happened to him. Now he's starting to. Re- Realize, like I can give it. I can make him go to sleep a little bit. I can. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. I, I can just beat him a little bit.
3: I mean, it, it is similar to any addiction cycle with alcohol. I can have a shot. It's my birthday. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're fucking. You know, knee, you know, slamming down bottles of Jim Beam, and you're in Mexico hanging out with Kenny Powers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just gets wilder and wilder. So it took Dahmer. It took
4: him doing this. 12 times to get his membership revoked from the bathhouse. 12 like, to, so yeah. he was doing this in public. He was doing this in the bathhouse. He okay. was taking his drugs to the bathhouse, and he would say, like, hey, you want a drink? And he'd put the sleeping pills in the bathhouse. There was one instance where a kid almost died because he gave him too much. No, right.
2: It does seem like, it, not that it's, that it's okay, but it does seem like this is a common thing. It is a well, this is a date
3: rape drug for yeah. all intents and purposes. And right? at
2: this time, the, there were never
4: any criminal charges pressed because it's 1986 in Milwaukee. No one is going to say they're gay. No, this
3: is the bizarre homophobia effect. Like we yeah. talk about with like black prostitutes and things like that. How the cops just kind of left them alone. It's a lesser than you know. They just don't want to deal with it at all. No one wanted to acknowledge that gay people existed. Absolutely not. No. That's
2: where the gay. Same thing with the gay gacy thing happened yep. for the same reason because of you had to keep these secrets. And then again in the Satanism and the government thing it's it creates a network of secrets everyone right. has to keep your secret yeah mm-hmm.
4: so dahmer after he has his bathhouse membership revoked that's when he starts taking people back to either hotel rooms or to his basement in the gram in his grandma's house Ugh,
2: can you imagine going to some guy's grandma's house's basement to have Ugh. sex with him an, an adult
3: a mid-20 <laughs> year old man i want to know how he got his uh, license revoked I just feel like it was like a big fat, like John Hughes, 80s, like a woman who used to like the woman who worked at the airport and planes, trains, and automobiles. (laughs) You are fucked. (laughs) You know, just like you're revoked. Get out of here, Jeffrey.
2: I was just doing what everybody else was doing.
3: (laughs) And this is
4: also the time when he's, you know, he's really trying to get his shit under control. This is when he stole
3: the mannequin from the store, which is a nice compromise. I wouldn't be surprised if nowadays they do have all those life-size dummies that are meant to, uh, that that are meant for sex. If you, I, I wonder if that would have alleviated at least a couple of these murders.
2: We were talking about on this. Uh, were we talking on this podcast, or were we maybe talking about in the live show about there, there's a problem with live dolls about being returned all fucking cut up. Oh, so yeah. they, the people return. Basically, they get them and they they slice open their fucking bellies like they're looking for some organs, right? And then they fucking send them back, being like, "This one didn't have any organs. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> one's <They're> broken." Like... <laughs> so uh, oh,
3: that's a bad. That's a bad day on the job. Can you yeah. imagine that your job the is return? To accept
2: returns oh, at the from, live doll from factory? human sex dummies. <laughs>
4: oh, God.
3: oh my!
2: Well, Grandma
3: made Jeffrey return his sex doll. Well, yeah,
2: because ah, uh, you know, she
3: found it and she made him throw it out. I love it. He's sort of living like. Uh, What was it? Maximilian from Confederacy of Dunces?
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. uh, (laughs) Is it (laughs) Max? No, it's... uh... Ignatius. Ignatius. Ignatius, yeah.
2: You don't understand me, yeah. Grandma. Get out of here, Grandma.
4: <laughs> Why, this mannequin is among the most boisterous things I've ever had the pleasure of owning <laughs> in my Can life, Can you imagine
2: Grandma finding his semen encrusted fucking mannequin torso? Oh. You know that he'd put like a wig on it oh, or like yeah. something like Probably to make, a make it... a knife like, through its chest. Yeah. And she's just like, ah, oh, Jeffrey leaving his toys around.
3: That's a, She's a 67 year old grandma from the Midwest. She has no idea what could possibly be happening with that mannequin. No, she doesn't.
4: (laughs) And you know who else didn't have any idea what was going to happen to him? Steven
2: Tuomi. Yeah. Stephen Tuomi got the surprise of his life. (laughs) Yeah, and
3: the surprise of his death. Am I right? You are. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Henry. Uh,
4: It was in November of 1987. uh, Stephen Tuomi, 25 years old, he got uh, picked up at Club 219, Mm -hmm. uh, which was to become one of uh, Dahmer's three favorite pickup spots. He was from uh, on Is
3: that correct, Ben? I don't know. You pronounced it so bad that I have no idea what that would be. Uh, Antonagin. Antonagon, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's
2: pronounced Antonagin. Ah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah
3: Antonagin. Yeah. So
4: they both went to the Ambassador Hotel, which... Classy. We, classy. It is classy. Yep. It's uh, It was a heroin hotel. Oh, was, a CD rooming house. Yes, a CD oh. rooming house. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so they, they got wasted. They passed out. And when Dahmer woke up, Tuomi was dead. Blood was pouring from his mouth and his chest was completely crushed in. Now this is also, Dahmer had beat
3: him to death. With but Dahmer doesn't fist. remember doing any of that. He said Domer he did none of it in
2: a full blackout state. And he mm-hmm. said he woke up. He was surprised that he had done it. Uh, that he had not prepared for it. And again, this shows the tremendous physical strength that Jeffrey Dahmer had because yeah. his parents put him in mm, weight uh, martial arts weight,
3: and <laughs> uh, weightlifting school, which is insane. So
4: Dahmer, he bought a suitcase from the nearby Grand Avenue Mall, which is also coinciden- uh, coincidentally, he picked up a lot of his later victims at Grand Avenue Mall. Mm. Uh, he put the corpse inside, called a cab. He took the corpse to Grandma's house,
2: unpacked it, uh, masturbated on it. Have you heard yeah. the story, too, is that when the cab driver picked him up, this is totally true, cab driver picked him up, was lifting the bag into the back of the cab, and he's just like, he's like, hey, buddy, what do you got in here, buddy? And Jeffrey Dunn was like, yeah. Yeah, I do. And they were like. <laughs> I'm telling you, the sense
3: Wait, of humor in the Midwest can be too good sometimes.
2: Because, you know, like, because he probably had a long full just like, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's in there. Yep. <sighs> you got to open it up and take a look at it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put it in the trunk. <laughs> oh, these guys. So the next morning, Jeffrey takes
4: Tuomi's body. He severs the head, the arms, the legs, the torsos, fillets the bones from the body, cuts the flesh into mm-hmm. tiny little pl- pieces, puts the flesh in plastic garbage bags put it, puts it outside with the rest of the trash he smashes up all the bones with a
2: sledgehammer took them took them about about Two hours. Which is pretty quick. I mean, he's a pro. Uh, well, this is also him in, out of sure desperation. Right. He did not expect to kill this person. He didn't think he was going to. But, of course, again, little no. permissions. You kind of build yourself up to it. You kind of put yourself in the scenario where it will happen. And then you'll be surprised at what happens, of course. Right. But he was just trying to get rid of the evidence. Well, not completely God, because man, he man, I just did... pictured
3: him listening to Sunday morning coming down, just drinking <laughs> a beer on the on the bed, just sitting there with the corpse. Just Sunday morning. Like man weird well, well he wasn't trying to get the rid
4: of the body too much because this was his second kill was also his first attempt at retaining a trophy he took okay. he uh, kept the head uh, in a wrapped up in a towel for about two weeks. Uh, and then he tried to, he boiled the head in a mixture of a, a cleaning liquid called Soylex. I've never heard of Soylex. I've never heard Mm-mm. of Soylex it either. It sounds
2: like it's a thing you specifically use to melt <laughs> flesh off a <laughs> of your <Yeah>. body. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. And that became Soylex. He did use that throughout his career. Uh, it was Soylex
2: and bleach. Hey uh, there, Steve. You want me to boil you to get the skin off your face? Oh, yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They always say yes. Get the Soylex, <laughs> uh, you are funny,
4: Steve Yeah, that scenario comes up later
2: yeah.
4: uh, <laughs> But unfortunately He boiled it in soy and bleach yeah. uh, And it rendered the skull very bl- brittle mm. uh, And it wasn't Yeah, he couldn't really use it He was using it to masturbate with But it was falling apart He uh, overcooked so it He overcooked it. Yeah. Isn't that not that
1: sad? Yeah. It's yeah. just
2: the stories of a beginning chef When I was first yeah. teaching <laughs> myself to cook mm-hmm. I burned things all the time But right. now you just get into a groove Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the funny
4: thing—or not the funny thing—but uh, he, uh, okay, yeah, it's kind of a funny thing. He was never charged with this murder because they were never able to find a body. Investigators—they even considered charging him with failure to report a death, right? Jesus which Christ. in Wisconsin is a Class B misdemeanor. A fine not to exceed $1,000 or imprisonment not to exceed 90 days. Oh, well, you
2: could have gotten off easy The 80s (laughs) were
4: different. The The 80s 80s were just a different time. Yeah. Uh, And this is, I think this is a very interesting thing because this is Dahmer's first kill after nine years. Uh, and he says that he blacked out, and the Dean of College of uh, Criminal Justice at Northeastern... Gave him
3: double secret probation. <laughs> Ooh, well, you can't kill a horse in the, in the goddamn guy's office, you know? That's an Animal House reference.
4: Uh, his name's James Allen Fox. He, he had something fairly interesting to say. He said, uh, maybe his victim said something to him that made him block out what happened. Even to a serial killer, some things may be too traumatic to it remember. Was, it was the 50 Schlitz.
2: <laughs> it was the 50 Schlitz, the pills he was taking, and the whiskey. And there buddy you ain't gonna make me into a human lamp are (laughs) you yeah
3: no no just a porridge
2: (laughs) my sister is the best gift giver i've ever met of any person it's jackie zabrowski she shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and christmases i have no idea how she does it i don't know how she do it but guess what she always wins mother's day but not this year i'm coming back Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right. Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash l /L e f t. Rules and restrictions may apply. (laughs) Uh, So
4: after this, this is when the killing truly begins.
2: This is, again, this is him going into full berserker mode for the first time. (laughs) He'll do it... Two times yeah. in his career. And this is him just, yeah, you know, school's out for the summer yep. for Mr. Dahmer. He's having fun now. Yep. Two months later,
4: he met 14-year-old Jamie Doxtater outside of Club 19. Jamie was a young kid who uh, used to just cruise outside of the bar. At 14? At 14.
2: This happens again and again. Man, I was I'm... just, I just, we made movies with my friends in the park <laughs> at 14. <laughs> well, I kissed a girl and it was just like, oh, we, I listened to, to Hanging by the Moment. Yeah. You know that song over oh, but lighthouse yeah. or something like My that. And oh no!
3: Oh, right. No, no, no. I think you guys have sung that before. <laughs> if there's a fan out there listening, yeah, try to find them. Listen. Try to find them. Uh, listen to them. Uh, whatever. I don't the want to. Song I think about
2: was, it. Was drops of Jupiter? Oh, terrible stuff. <laughs> That's what I was 14. But this is 80.
3: What is this? 87. 87. Now? 87 yeah. So he's listening to Twisted Sister and Motley yeah. Crue, some uh, Guns and Roses, some real good shit.
4: You yeah. Know? So Jamie, he just like a lot of other uh, Jeffrey's other victims, he. was... Uh, had a long criminal history. Yeah, he uh, was like
2: a cool little kid. He's fourteen. He's a car thief and a hustler. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> uh, D- Dahmer said that he thought that Jamie was Hispanic, about eighteen years old. And this is another weird thing about Dahmer's that he will t- he will admit. To killing and eating and butchering and all that, right. but all of his
2: underage victims, he always maintains, I thought they were eighteen. Well, because he didn't actually want to have sex with kids; it was just the hairless torsos he was yeah. after. Yeah, you know. And who can blame him? I mean. <laughs> <You know? laughs> The people system. I like a good hairless torso as well. I mean, I enjoy full adult females. Yes. And that's where you could get that. They tend to be hairless. You could also have a man shave. There are ways to do it. You could just say to someone, hey, I like a shaved chest. And like, oh, you should meet shaved chest Bernie over there in the go-go cage. He doesn't have hair on his chest. You don't have to find a boy. Dahmer wasn't
3: much of a talker, though, you know? He
2: really
4: wasn't. What he was good at, though, was offering to take people back to his apartment to pose for pictures Oh so yeah, was, but he loved that
2: He was Hispanic But he turned out to be All Native American. Yes. yes, He turned out to be Half Stockbridge Half uh, Oneida Which so, is why many of our Famous uh, Native American uh, Characters in movies Were played by Spanish people For a very long time <laughs> Easily discernible <laughs> yeah, Spanish people Or Johnny Depp uh, <laughs> Very that's confusing
3: um, But now So he's out of Grandmother's house No, he's no, still, in grandmother's still in Grandmother's house, house. Oh okay. yeah,
4: yeah He's still in Grandmother's house He takes Jamie back Takes some pictures Gives him the drink With the drink. Drugs mixed in, in, Jamie uh, falls asleep, Jeffrey strangles him to death. And that's Jeffrey's M.O. right there. Take him back to the apartment, give him the drugs... Uh, they mm-hmm. pass out, strangle him to
3: death. Well, well, there a more, are very a,
4: few instances where that doesn't happen.
3: It's a more humane death than what the, the Oklahoma gave that dude on death row with the uh, triple cocktail there. You know, pass, oh, Lord. Keep, <sighs> give, pass somebody out and strangle him to death. It's not the worst way to go. Do we want to play
2: the sound clip of when Jeff realized uh, like what his life rhythm was?
4: Oh, yeah. This is uh, Mr. Kennedy uh, talking about Jeffrey's, I guess, perfect movie.
2: recipe. His, perfect <laughs>
3: <laughs> his process. He would l- lay listening to their heart and he trained himself to learn when they were coming out of the drug induced um coma by their breathing because it would start to get kind of sharp and short from the long breathing of a drug induced and that's when he knew it was time to kill them
2: Ooh. and that's what he said, and that 's why he would he'd strangle him because that was the least painful way to kill him, yeah, and if you remember this goes back to when he
4: was a kid, if you remember from the first episode, he used to do the same thing to his childhood friends, yeah, he, he would sit there and he would listen to their chest to listen to their heartbeat, right? I mean, this was something that had gone back a long. And again, well, were... if
3: he was, if it wasn't such a perverted brain,
2: he would have been a pediatrician. <laughs> he
3: would have been a doctor,
2: or at least you know have a, the friendly ho- hobby of being a taxidermist. Yeah, sure. but then he also did the same thing. This we're just watching him play out his childhood games on in the adult world. Yeah, yeah. Right. so
3: like how like Michael Jordan used to play basketball uh, when he was in middle school. And he says yes. one day I'm going to make it to the pros, just and like I'm win that. all the championships, just like that. Yes, but, so. <laughs> now he's starting to win some championships. Because he was
2: just wants to see some bones. He wants to get right. that ring of seeing how many times he could look at a liver. Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm not sure who's crazy, or Dahmer or Michael Jordan. They're not sociopaths. When I went to see bones, I go to the Natural History Museum. <laughs> yeah, or you just go back to Texas.
2: <laughs> or
4: my backyard. Yeah. yeah. So... He, uh, dismembered the body with a knife by the backroom dra- drain, broke up the bodies with the a- bones with a sledgehammer, put them in plastic bag, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he didn't remember the face, uh, Jamie's face when cops showed him a mugshot. He didn't remember the face, but the odd detail that he did remember, he remembered that the boy had scars close to his nipples hmm. that were about the circumference of a cigarette.
2: Uh.
3: Real odd. Real odd. Oh, the kid was probably abused by his uncle or something at a young age and had cigarette burns there. I just like how perverted Jeffrey Dahmer is that you just blah 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 over him cutting up a corpse and putting it into a plastic it bag. It
2: happened 16 times. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm just saying usually blah 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 over a bad conversation that occurred. But yeah, So two months later, uh,
4: Dahmer meets Richard Guerrero. Uh, the process is identical except for one very important escalation this is the first time that he actually has sex with the
2: dead body ooh yeah yeah and this is where we're discovering his favorite flavor which is that but then I also yeah, love that course. the parents of Richard Guerrero so is like our son isn't gay yeah our he son's not gay it <laughs> came out they said that he was just like the only way that I think Dahmer could have got him was by luring him with money or a party which kind of makes <laughs> him sound gay yeah <laughs> makes him sound really gay I
3: saw a movie called like- Party Monster that's exactly what happened to the person who got killed in that movie
4: so uh, the family, they spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on a private investigator. This is sad. Uh, the private investigator, they found out that the guy never even worked on the case. Uh, and when they asked him, was like, what can you, what did, What happened to him? He goes, eh,
3: maybe a drug deal gone bad. I don't know. That this would have been the greatest case of all time for a private investigator. No work was done. None. No work was no done. No work was done. Nobody
4: tried to here. save yeah. these people. Yeah, and no, none of this... And d- you'll also see this time and again is that uh, the cops, nobody paid attention to the Guerreros. They tried going to the press. They tried going to the cops. Nobody gave them any attention. But when Richard Guerrero was positively identified as one of Dahmer's victims, these people didn't know a moment's peace for months. The press pounded, was camped yeah. out on their lawn. And this happened... With almost every single one of his victims, of
2: course, because it was this, this crazy, this crazy sensational serial mm-hmm. killer case. He's like the yeah. most infamous serial killer of all time. This, it, it, it's just a problem. It's yeah. a problem. The fact they were all just they were not investigated because of homophobia. Yeah, because of homophobia and also,
4: well, we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there was
3: nothing going on in Wisconsin at the time. No, I mean this was. No. A huge, I think the Green Bay Packers had hadn't won a game in about a decade and a half. The Milwaukee Bucks are terrible, and that was. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: just because the sports were good. <laughs> but that was it. That's the only thing. I don't know.
3: I think I, I
4: think it's valid. So by summer of '88, uh, Grandma decides she's had enough of
2: Jeffrey's antics. Yeah, all the and, moaning right. and the screaming and yeah. him probably yelling to himself, hammered bags and bags of Schlitz cans, yeah. just like going out. Him probably sleep on the stoops, going like, Grandma, they keep coming to me to die. Mm. You know. That she She's just like, I've had it. I want to be young again.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and not just bags and bags of Schlitz cans, but bags and bags of uh, garbage cans with bl- a black substance oozing from Ooh. them. Uh, Jeffrey or uh, Catherine. Right asked, uh, Catherine noticed there were some uh, black bags, garbage bags out in front of her house that had a black substance oozing from them. She didn't want to confront Jeffrey with it, so she asked Lionel, you need to talk to your son about this black oozing substance. And that ooze went on to create the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, wasn't that something? Yes. Uh, and Jeffrey said that he was just back up to his old tricks, that he was just removing the skin from animals he'd found with chemicals. Totally normal for a cannot...
2: 29-year-old man to be
3: doing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I cannot believe the curse the audacity of this guy to just put it out for uh, garbage men to find. It worked. It it's worked nuts. again and again. These are the best garbage... If you're ever worried that garbage men are stealing from your trash, they're not. When we talked about a, this, Put a body in there and Richard find out. Richard
2: Ramirez felt the same thing. He felt like he was by, at, at a certain point he felt like nobody could catch him. Yeah, he felt like now. Well, now I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. So now I'm protected by some other energy. Right. We see that. We'll see that later on where Jeffrey's fucking his, his psychosis took him into a sort of a magical land. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Even
3: more than Ramirez, Gacy was the Gacy was just toying with the cops. Yeah. Never thought. He well, because he was
2: cops. bigger than the police. He had yeah. connections to the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> to the
4: governor's office. <laughs> 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 to everyone. <laughs> uh, so on September 25th, 1980, 88, Jeffrey moves out of grandma's basement Mm. uh, to uh, North 24th Street in Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee. What did I say? Milwaukee. I think it's just an accent thing. God
3: damn it!
4: Milwaukee (laughs) sounds like it's somewhere in Australia or something. So he moved to this place. Uh, He stayed there less than a month before he couldn't. He decided that Uh. he was going to pick up a 13 year old Laotian boy uh, from school one day.
2: This little boy—they're just sashaying around, asking for it. All these Laotians. (laughs) I don't know how you pronounce that. It's Laotian? 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't deserve it. What am I saying? he didn't technically. Yeah, he's deserve- a 13-year-old. Yeah, he's a 13-year-old <laughs> yeah. boy. So, Jeffrey, yeah. he uh, walked up to him. He said,
4: hey, I want to try out my new camera. Do you want to help me try out my new camera? He said, "All the- I've asked all these other
3: kids, and they've all said no. Well, you never know when it's the you know guy from American Apparel and you're going to yeah. be on the cover. I don't
2: know if it's because I'm six foot three reeking of booze and my eyes oh, are all glazed yeah. over and my clothes stink, but they all keep just saying no to me, Laotian <laughs> boy. So uh, he eventually Jeffrey offered him 50 bucks,
4: uh, took the boy inside, took a couple of Polaroids, uh, kissed the kid's stomach, uh, took his dick out of his pants, touched it and said, look sexier. Uh, and the whole time this kid was drinking. He's like, uh,
2: what's his name? Uh, Terry? Terry. Uh, yeah, uh, Terry Richardson. Richards. Yeah, yeah Terry, Terry Richardson. Richardson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: He's a lot like Terry Richardson, actually. Uh, so this kid, uh, the whole time he was drinking uh, Bailey's and coffee, which
2: the is pretty was. Adu-
3: a pretty adult drink for a 13-year-old. Yeah, which is he... You- Reading uh, what is it? Sto- toastoy. To- what? <laughs> Toast- what? To- what happened to you? Oh, uh, never mind. Toastoy. <laughs> toastoy. <laughs> to- toastoy.
2: Tolstoy
3: Toast- <laughs> No, Toast- the boy is drinking an interesting adult Toast- substance. Toast- Toast- Very good.
2: i of toastoy.
3: All right. I had a lump. All right. I have cancer. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so uh, the the Bailey's and coffee uh, that was of course mixed with. Halcyon, yeah. which Halcyon is a cousin of Valium. Sounds relaxing. Mm, It does. Well, well, yeah, I'm sure it was very relaxing. But however, Jeffrey did let the boy go. He went home. uh, And of course, the family noticed that something was up when the kid kept bumping into walls and couldn't really speak. They took him to a hospital. His stick was out. Is yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Jeffrey Tucked that one back in like, Oh no, no no wait 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 well, Save that for later <laughs> Before yep. you leave uh, So they took him to the ER They confirmed that there was Drugs in his system uh, The boy said that he'd gone With a sandy haired Soft spoken man Okay, uh, They were able to narrow down In the neighborhood Because Jeffrey was A registered sex offender Yeah At this time So they were able to uh, And they, also
2: working for The chocolate factory and yeah. and, Which is where they arrested him Which is like being a special ops guy who's back home starts working for a bullet factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they arrested him at 2.30
4: a.m. Uh, the next day. When uh, they asked him like, listen, didn't you know he was underage? Uh, Jeffrey's response was you know, it's so hard to tell.
3: Wasn't he outside of a middle school? when he yeah, yeah, he was a freshman yeah, this- in high school. Yeah, you tend to know if people are Catholic if they're coming out of a Catholic mm-hmm. church or... You know, underage, if they're coming out of a middle school. It's like he
2: was looking for little boys.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was almost like he was hunting them. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, So, uh,
4: about the drugs, Jeffrey said that, hey, listen, that's the coffee cup that. I used to drink my Baileys and coffee and Valium. So now, there was probably a, some residue left which in It just
2: there. seems like a whole weird combo to say, <laughs> oh, you know, every morning I love to have my, I'll have about an inch of Baileys, a splash of coffee, and then I toss a cup of halcyon in there mm. just so I'm good enough to fly the plane later on. <laughs> well, you are working at the world's slowest chocolate factory, Ambrosia. So yeah, I understand. I think her, his boss, if he had heard that news, he'd been like, Oh, yeah, we're all on Halcyon.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We don't want none of that Lucille Ball stuff going on where the chocolate's coming too fast. You can't handle it, you know? So, Jeffrey,
4: uh, he uh, pleads guilty. Uh, He uh, is charged with sexual exploitation of a child, second-degree sexual assault. But while awaiting sentencing, that's when murder number five comes.
3: So he is ballsy as hell at this point.
4: Well,
2: he's just hammered. Yeah. Again, he's just like I feel like the confidence you saw in a Bundy or Ramirez is replaced by the fact that this man gets blind drunk, and Mm -hmm. that's technically when he's at his best. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's when he's at his most forward. Like he can, he's making moves. He he feels like he's Michael Jackson in that like video where he's got the white shirt and the black pants. He does the moonwalk for the first time. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) black and white or something. Yeah. Yeah. He feels like he's. Like and I would have loved bra- to see. But every time he walks in, going like, yes. "Hey, hey," you know, to everybody he meets. Yeah, I would have loved to see him. Like when he does start dancing at these
3: clubs, like 219 or whatever, when he oh, just, just kind of walks backwards. <laughs> Look at my moonwalk! I oh, am yeah, moonwalking. Look, Look at me moonwalk. <laughs> like, you are you're just walking backwards, and there's a wall right. And uh, yeah, yeah hey,
2: I like your moves. You I wanna come I back won't... with me to my place? Oh so I, I
3: guess won't be killing you tonight. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you're like. <"Hey." laughs> That's how how (laughs) he hits up people It's like Hey You're lucky I'm not asking you on a date I'll see you later buddy (laughs) So he takes Anthony Spears Who he meets at uh, La Cage au Follet Which is The La Cage au Faux Is the gayest name You can call a place Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to hide That's not the way to do it. Not the way to do it. You call it like Mansburg. (laughs) That's what you call a a big old manly bar.
3: That's That's right. Steel Town. Ooh, yeah. I want to go there. Uh, Sounds like a tough sports
1: bar.
4: (laughs) So Anthony was uh, Jeffrey's first victim of African-American origin. He's a very diverse all, killer. All the rest of his murders would all be black. Because we find out because they have the hairless chest that yeah. he searches for, for the most part. For and the it's most also part. the, the neighborhood
3: he that he lives in, now. So
4: Yeah. Uh, so he was uh, this guy, Anthony Sears. Jeffrey told him that he was from Chicago. He was visiting his grandmother. Anthony told him that he was an aspiring model. Which, by the way, the Milwaukee gay scene, as we will see, is Full of aspiring models, chock full of aspiring yeah. models. <laughs> Unfortunately,
3: Milwaukee isn't chock full of a modeling industry, um, so that doesn't really help. Which
4: is why Jeffrey's like the fr- like, well, this is the first step of my big break. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah. come to my place. I'll take some pictures of you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, so
2: I'll bring my fireman's costume. I have a fireman's costume, a doctor's costume, an EMT costume, and a farmer's costume, so we can get my composite going.
4: <laughs> so they uh, they went back to his house. Jeffrey strangled him. Uh, you know, had sex with the corpse dismember the body. And this skull would be the first skull that he would keep. Uh, he boiled uh, the skull, just boiled it in mm-hmm. water, which is the best thing He learned. Did. He learned yeah. you yeah. don't boil it with caustic chemicals. Come on, Jeffrey. Come on, Jeffrey. So he uh, <laughs> boiled it. He painted it gray. Uh, and this is something that he would do with all of his skulls. He painted it gray so in case he was caught, he could tell the
2: cops that it was a plastic model. And you also imagine right. him going like, me wow. painting, paint, painting, paint, paint, Oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it the right kind of gray? Mm, let me get some more black.
3: <laughs> it's just pinball wizard is playing, but just on like skip. <laughs> 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 it's like a song, just skipping in the background.
4: So he preserved the head and the genitalia of spears and acetone. And this is hmm. ballsy as shit. He stored the head and genitalia of his victim in his work locker. Because he was still living at Grandma's house at this time. Well,
2: I'm sure the the, the, No, he was at Grandma's house here He was still in Grandma's house, yeah. I feel like at this point, well, at this chocolate factory, the boss learned a long time ago, don't look in the lockers because (laughs) the stuff you find in a chocolate worker's locker is not... It's not Santa's workshop. Right, right, (laughs) right, right, right. So he eventually confessed that this skull would be
4: the centerpiece of of the altar that he would masturbate in front of for years to come.
3: Now
2: this is when he yeah. really got kind of crazy. Well this the, is, I alter, mean this is what this is how you become a pope. This is exactly what they do.
4: Well, the altar, this skull was, I mean, this uh, murder happened long before he had enough bones and heads and flesh to actually build the altar. He's he's looking forward to the, yeah, this is just the base
2: area. He had an idea came to his head, you know, it's like how we wanted to be comedians. It's just like, I could be a comedian. And he's just like, you know what I'm going to do one day? I'm going to make a big jerk off. (laughs) Bone altar. Ooh. <laughs> well, How Jeff does that re- sit me? Well, I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to keep it in my wallet. And if I'm still thinking about it a year from now, I'll do it.
4: <laughs> so, uh, let uh, the altar was the most grotesque thing that I've ever read about. Oh. Yes. Uh, this is uh, you know this uh, this is what he uh, this was his crowning achievement at the end of his murders. Uh, the uh, altar was seven skulls. Two entire skeletons. Uh, he had a, he had a black table uh, mm-hmm. that he had put all these on. Uh, he had photo. He, there were it was covered in photographs of all of his victims. Uh, the like real
2: Etsy, like yeah. yeah. I mean, it's sort
3: of like that Kevin Costner movie. Uh, you know, uh, if you Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. But like he was just wanting a Marilyn Manson concert. If he
2: built it. He would. He come. would come. Yeah. That's if I build it, I will come.
3: Yeah. That's true. I just want to see Kevin Costner beaten off on the, on the pitcher's mound. No. Yeah. No. No. This yeah. is about
2: old timey baseball. <laughs> no. Not for me. It wasn't. I, yeah. I, this I is should, my field of dreams. Field I, of dreams. Really wish yeah. that I had not come to this old baseball field. I'm Shoeless Jackson. <laughs> Coming all over Bayview. I should have worn some shoes if I knew that Kevin Costner would be jerking off all over mm, my feet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Trickery, motherfucker.
4: So the incense sticks were also hmm. placed on each end of the black table. I was table. thinking that
3: this whole time, great incense. Yeah. Uh,
4: uh, little little holders. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the best incense holders. Yeah.
4: Uh, the entire construction was to be placed before a window covered with a black opaque shower curtain in front of which Jeffrey, he didn't get to this part. He intended to buy a really nice black leather chair. Really nice chair. <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what are you it, shopping want-
3: for today at Sealy's, sir?
2: I just kind of want to. I'm just kind of looking for a nice, relaxing chair that I could put in front of my bone altar that I could jerk off all over (laughs) the bones. Well, we're going to need to get you... One of these Petersons over here. Now, this here. one you back. Is silver riveting. You've got a deep pocket bucket seat. Do you like to drink beer? Do you like to drink a little bit? Oh, I've got to drink beer. I'd be killing you right now. Why don't you push that button right there on the left? Oh, it's a beer fridge. It's a beer fridge. I can't believe I found something yep. that works so perfectly. Yep. Hey, you want to come by my place? <laughs> We've got a couple of delivery guys coming. Make them
1: hairless.
4: When they asked him who this altar was dedicated to, he said, myself, it was a place where I could feel at home.
2: Believe me, I understand.
4: Yeah, I we all need a new couch. Little, we just
2: ordered a new couch. Yeah, I can't I wait agree. for my new couch to come. I'm going to feel mm-hmm. like I'm at home.
3: I'm with him on that. A nice yeah. couch really does make you feel like you uh, like you own the place. Yeah.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a B.A. in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. Done. Hey, did you know Fast
4: Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the US with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the US? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself and fast growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. Now I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. So sentencing comes along for the sexual assault charge, and this is another example of him slipping through the cracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, DA Gail Gail Shelton, uh, based on a report of findings from Dahmer's past, she argued for a sentence of five to six years minimum. She said...
2: I think we should put him in one of those mirror prisons like General Zod in Superman <laughs> 2. She said,
4: In my judgment, it is absolutely crystal clear that the prognosis for treatment of Mr. Dahmer within the community is extremely bleak and the reality <laughs> is that treatment within the community is just plain not going to work. His track mm-hmm. record exhibits that he is very likely to reoffend. Mr. Dahmer's perception that what he did wrong here was choosing too young a victim, and that's all he did wrong is part of the problem. Three different mental health uh, professionals said that he was angry, resistant, evasive, manipulative. One doctor said that he had schizoid personality, recommended intensive treatment, hospitalization. Another one said
2: that Jeffrey had problems with his sexuality. Maybe. (laughs) Possibly. Maybe there's some problems. Uh, Mm -hmm. Described Dahmer as very alone in the world and as having a monastic and Spartan lifestyle. That's what his attorney said he was very semi-sick yeah. i say semi because he hasn't manifested the sickness that this was his attorney's defense i right. don't think that that's <laughs> the best way so it's like well let's just think about it he's not completely sick because he doesn't have like a chain of ears do you do you jeff you don't have yeah. a he doesn't have a chain of ears no not yet
3: <laughs> uh, he argued is, uh, is, uh, is, is three ears connected together
2: a chain mm. <laughs> like, mm, hey. no we need at least seven during <laughs> All right. no, I so, no i do not no i do not it's more I of do a do not. key not. chain it's a keychain. yours. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's semi
4: semi crazy. <laughs> so, his attorney Gerald Boyle. He said that just Ed, the mere act of Jeffrey getting caught was enough to keep him from escalating. He said, having had a lot of contact with this man since I was hired to represent him, like six months, like, yeah. that there has been no recurrence of this type of conduct. Killed two it, people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Ed, this is a wow. fucking amazing irony is that this same guy Gerald Boyle. He had prosecuted Milwaukee's very first serial killer case
3: 20 years earlier. And then he went to work for the defense.
4: Yeah, and then he worked to get Jeffrey Dahmer
2: back on the streets. Because he knew what he was good at, Yeah, (laughs) which was getting those killers back out on the streets. So, so what uh, was the sentence? The sentence was uh, five years of probation.
4: Fair. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Five years of probation for each count to run concurrently. He was also, uh, he begged and pleaded with a judge to help, let him keep his job. He's like, I need to keep my job so much. Like, I absolutely need to keep it. I'm a hard worker. My job is all
3: I have. I
2: mean, he was so good at forming the bars with his bare hands. Yeah.
3: It's, <laughs> if anybody has had ambrosia chocolate, please let us know. I've never, I've never got to Send sample it. The bar it. of it. If you grew up in the 80s and you had an Ambrosia chocolate, you probably had something touched by Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. He works the big mixer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course I, he That did. was his job. Is that he worked the big mixer on the oh, overnights. My <laughs> uh, so he was all yeah, and he was uh, Can you McRy... trust anyone who works overnights? No. My dad was an over the o- I mean I, I, did, I had driver. a night job though. Yeah. 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 Martin from Human Centipede 2 worked overnight.
2: Fake character.
3: Yeah. All <laughs> yeah, right. So, this guy, uh, he
4: was uh, sentenced to a work release program, meaning he had to uh, uh, be at the uh, jail during the day and then go to work at night. Where's he the FDA,
3: up? by the way? What do you mean, is Isn't where? there a Food and Drug Administration be like, you got a jack off expert over here? putting all the chocolate in the goddamn mixer. <laughs> I think we have a problem.
2: No, that chocolate, they, the, the way chocolate company works, they just go like, la-la-la-la-la with their fucking fingers in their ears. They don't want to hear because if they had to fire every sex offender that was at the chocolate factory, we Easter would be over. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what's fucked up, is that his parole
4: officer was supposed to make month or twice monthly yeah. home visits to Jeffrey Dahmer's home, but because she had so many cases, and because Jeffrey lived in such a terrible neighborhood she never went to his apartment and yeah. when you
3: say cases you're talking about cases of pbr they're all drunk <laughs> i'm telling you the detective is drunk everybody is drunk in wisconsin yep. so jeffrey after
4: being uh, released from prison uh he moved back in with his grandmother very briefly and then moved into the infamous apartment 213 on 924 north 25th Street oh
2: in my. Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, Milwaukee was
4: Yeah, his
2: Graceland. Yes, it was. <laughs> and over the next And man, they they demolished that entire building. Oh, oh. It's Yeah, and yeah. they're not even putting anything on top of it, are they? No, I don't think no so. no they didn't leave that I know we were just outside talking to somebody they were like just like I can't believe but what but wasn't everybody else upset that it was in the apartment building when they were knocked it down or it just no, being like no. no I think they were done living at those apartments after <laughs> yeah, they found out a,
3: what happened it was a slum of an apartment so I think yeah. they got better lives out of
4: it yeah it was I mean in fact this area uh, it was 69 percent black the rents were half that of the nicer neighborhoods of Milwaukee there were 2,378 people living on Dahmer's block alone and here's another. Another thing about talking about nothing going on in Milwaukee at that time, Milwaukee was having a record year for homicide. Oh, yeah. So it was yeah.
2: total ape shit. It was the it was same thing that was going on with the Zodiac killings, where it was like you have these, there's a massive violence happening in an area. It's the perfect place for a serial killer to be operating. cops would
3: yeah. not go past, uh, it was... Uh, Uh, Oh, I forget the street. They would not go past it. It was like on Oakland and whatnot. Yeah, they would just never go down there. But as a uh, delivery driver, a driver for Jimmy John subs, I would. (laughs) Because I believed that everybody needed a a wonderful, um, all meat, all cancer-causing sandwich <laughs> And that's why we call him Ben Hero of the people <laughs> That's right I'm Trying to think of the burger's name Or the sandwich's name The, names, the right.
2: Hunter's Club Yeah I like love that. Jimmy John's Oh, Jimmy John's is good Yeah, absolutely I would have been so album. happy If I was in that neighborhood And I saw you If, if I got the sandwich from you Of course yeah, you know. Yeah.
3: I think there's one just called Big Tuna I was just full of tuna So, so, so Jeffrey
2: sad. <laughs> So excited. sad What's happened to you? I don't know. I you just, just remember, you just got all
3: wistful about your Jimmy John's experience. Well, I was in the neighborhood that Dahmer was, uh, was, you know, hanging out.
4: So Jeffrey, after being in this work release program for an entire year, no kills whatsoever, he less than a week in his new apartment goes and gets. His next victim. Of course, mm. you got
2: a bachelor pad, you gotta use it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Little housewarming gift for himself. Uh, Raymond Smith, he was a male prostitute. Uh, Dahmer took him back to 219 with the promise of 50 bucks per sex. Uh, there was, uh, the drink, seven sleeping pills, manually strangled. Uh, he took, uh, the next day he went out and bought a Polaroid camera and took, uh, and he posed. Uh, this guy's body into a lot of different... And this is the first time he started posing the bodies yeah. to take pictures of Yeah, and night. he said
2: it to show off their physique.
4: Yeah, you know that that famous photo uh, that everyone's seen of the body in the all bathtub? Arched back. All arched right. back. This is... That was Raymond Smith. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but of
3: course, that inspired Outcast song, uh, Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture. That's very, disgusting. Very exciting. Andre 3000. One of the happiest
2: songs ever written. It was. Shake it. I can't help but feel that yeah. that is not the case. It might be the case,
3: but you never know.
2: Maybe if they were from Milwaukee. Maybe. Maybe. from Atlanta, sir. They're from okay. Atlanta, in mean, Atlanta well, is about the hip
3: hop. This story what, this mm. spread, though. You never know.
4: So one week after that, Dahmer decides to try his hand again, but this time had a bit of a bugaboo. He Uh-oh. accidentally switched the drinks and drank his own drug-laced drink, and he
2: woke up $300 in a watch lighter. Now, what what I I think is interesting about this is that, yes, if this was a sitcom,
0: this would have been a
2: hilarious episode of a sitcom. Yes. But it's reality, and he's a horrible monster. Right, 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 right. Uh, So,
4: uh, Dahmer, he meets uh, Eddie Smith, 28, at the Phoenix Bar. Uh, He... He also has a bit of a goof on this one. Uh he uh tried he
2: uh he just couldn't wait to get to scully time. I mean when you got the altar on your mind and you're like, Oh yeah. right. I need is seven. I need seven. <laughs> All right, right, one this one oh look how big his head is. Yeah, it's gonna be so big.
3: My head would have been on top of that. Oh altar. Lord, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You would have been a fucking Werther's
3: bull. Yeah, that would've been nice. So uh, he. I wish wish Dahmer could have been a grandfather.
1: Wants
2: more chocolate. (laughs) Wants some candy. This was a black prostitute I killed. Mm, Yes. Now it holds gummies.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So he takes the head and uh, he decides that the best way to get the skull dry is to put it in the oven. Mm. Uh.
3: When you put a skull in the oven, it explodes. So was the brain still in the skull, or had he scooped it clean? I think he had scooped it clean. I think this is post boil. Do we know what he does with these brains? He just bags them up.
2: Yeah, he doesn't eat the
3: brains. No, the he brains, eats the thighs. Well, we'll
2: find out later yeah, on. Yeah, he eats yeah. the, thighs yeah. the thighs and the bias. Yeah, he's not a
4: viscera man whatsoever. Okay, he's a all meat man. He's a good cuts man. Uh, he's not yeah. like Henry eating those disgusting organs. Oh, <laughs> 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 gives you rice,
3: gives you power. You eat more disgust in the Jeffrey Dahmer.
2: I don't know. You know? I do. Miner still things raised to be killed. I guess you could say the same about man. The most dangerous <laughs> game to hunt. Yeah. That's, you're just taking that
3: straight from surviving the game. That is, that is a line that that Gary Busey has. No.
4: <laughs> and you know, Dahmer, he said about this
3: one, he felt rotten about
2: it. Yeah, because he didn't get any of the cool shit Because he of didn't him.
3: get any of the cool shit, but I oh, think... Oh, I see. It wasn't because he murdered a man. It wasn't
2: because he okay.
4: murdered the man. It was because he wasn't able to get anything from it, which... Rich, I think what he was thinking in his mind is that it had gone completely to waste because he always mm-hmm. felt remorse. He hated killing. Murder. He hated killing. He felt remorse after oh. every murder. But he saw it in his fucked up mind. He saw all of it as a means to an end. So if there yeah. was no end, this if person was, died for nothing. Yeah, this person died
2: for nothing. He was very Native American That's, about <laughs> it. Exactly,
3: yeah. Yes, you thank sure. the buffalo. <laughs>
2: yeah. Now, this is also, this next fact right here is I did not know at all. I didn't
4: know about this either until i started researching this guy uh he actually called this guy so Dahmer called raymond smith's sister damon called Dahmer called raymond smith's sister carolyn about a year after he was supported or after he was reported missing Mm uh and she answered the phone and the guy on the other side of the phone said don't look for your brother Uh, and when she said why he just said because i killed him and right. Dahmer confessed that he made Not only did he make the call But he made multiple calls it to was, family members He's doing this exact same that's thing very BTK interesting.
3: got away with it too Just making uh, phone calls in, uh, You know to, to, to but people But what's and fucked
2: he, up in Dahmer's rationale is that he thought he was doing the nice thing yeah. He thought he was giving them closure I guess to some degree he was if they believed him. I mean, it's fucked up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not cool. But you can't do that anymore. You can't have a burner phone and, and call somebody. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can have him. a
2: burner phone. Al-Qaeda does yeah. it every day. And we can't <laughs> seem to find them, and they're growing, and they're more dangerous every week. And this war's got to continue until we get every <laughs> last one of them. Mm-hmm.
4: True. So, <laughs> <laughs> so victim number seven, his name was Dr- uh, Ricky Lee Beeks. Ugh. He met him at club 219 yeah. and that's a bit of ser- a bit of serendipity there that it was club 219 where he got a lot of his victims and he lived in apartment 219. Interesting. So that could have been a good pickup. I thought line. it was 213.
3: You're right. (laughs) But, I mean, everyone was so drunk. (laughs) They didn't, man. That's the least of all the lies he's going to tell all night.
4: Nine is divisible by three,
2: my friend. You're right. I'm
4: wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, and Dahmer said at this point he was on a roll as far as cutting up the bodies. This is a quote from Dahmer saying exactly how he did it. This is what he said. I separated the joints, the arm joints, the leg joints, and had to do two boilings. I think I used four boxes of Soylex for each one. Put in the upper portion of the body and boiled that for about two hours, and then the lower portion for another two hours. The Soylex removes all the flesh, turns it into a jelly-like substance, and it just rinses off. Then I laid the clean bones in a light bleach solution, left them there for a day, and spread them out on either newspaper or cloth, and let them dry for about a week in the bedroom
2: and what could this have possibly smelled like oh (sighs) like Soylex this is just just fucking unbelievable that he got away with this for so long it's like yeah that must have reeked
3: I mean if you're a detective don't you just go to the stores and be like got any Soylex oh you do okay got any Soylex you do Uh, you got any Soylex no oh no no, tall man
2: in weird spectacles
3: picked up all of it all of it (laughs) all 30 boxes of Soylex okay
2: yeah but who are these people who are the people that
4: live in the apartment who are they going to complain to the cops aren't going to come. The well, landlord... They're not going to complain
3: to the cops anyway. Yeah, they're, well, they're not going to one... the, the The racism of the Milwaukee Police Department was notorious. They were, yeah. were terrible
2: well, people. Did you and the see fucking
4: slumlord isn't going to come and check it out. There right. was
2: an interview with him briefly in Born to Kill, and he was just like, he's like, he was this like older guy, and he's like, the landlord? Come. Yeah, and he was just he was like, I went up there and I knocked on the door, and I was like, damn, or you better quit it with that smell. But, you know, I never really heard nothing until the arrest came. That's. <laughs> right. You know what the excuse Jeffrey gave the landlord?
4: That he had some tropical fish that died. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So there is one kid. Before uh, the uh, last victim, there was one
3: boy who did get away from Jeffrey Dahmer. And this story, this is truly a sad story. And again, a testament to how racist and ridiculously no, stupid. No, no, no.
2: This isn't the big one. This, this isn't, isn't
3: the big this one. This isn't the big one. No, no, no. Oh, because no, this no, I actually saying. got yeah. away.
2: Okay. No, he, uh, Jeffrey, he
4: picked up a 15-year-old boy outside at a Phoenix bar gave him two hundred dollars to pose in nude photographs. Nineteen dollars an
2: hour. The chocolate factory starting
4: to kick in. That's right. <laughs> uh, the boy uh, went, but would refuse to drink anything the Dahmer gave him. This kid. In it for the money. I'll get two hundred dollars. This perv weirdo will take some pictures of me. I'm out of here. Sure. He said that the VCR was playing The Exorcist
1: which is <laughs> cool,
4: while the boy was laying. It's like on the my bed. house,
1: but
2: without all the murder.
4: Yeah, yeah. And so, and Dahmer uh, came up behind him and hit him with a rubber mallet and tried to strangle him.
3: You go to sleep. You go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did he throw a, a, a black circle against the wall and make him try to run through it too? I mean, is, is he Wiley Coyote trying
2: to get a rose? He got runner? a giant rubber band and he attached it to two things <laughs> yeah. and
3: slingshotted his way into the other
4: room. <laughs> oh, my God. So he tried strangling him. Uh, the boy was able to get loose, and he Dahmer started bargaining with the kid. Uh, he, yeah. The kid said, like, all right, like I won't call the cops if you just let me go. All right, just let me go. And Dahmer, I think at this point, realized that he... Wasn't going to get away with his regular uh, strangling them in their sleep. He, If he was going to kill this person, he was going to have to kill them with their eyes open, screaming, struggling. Mm-hmm. And he and couldn't he, do it. He couldn't he could do it. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah. So he let Different the Different than go. Bundy, who needed that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most people, again, he's yeah. a
2: product killer, not a process killer. So Jeff calls a taxi for him. That's a four Uber... Things were different. <laughs> this is nice. This
4: was a nice move. Uh, when he got when the kid got back to his house, I mean, it was of course he was in a foster home, uh, yeah. and uh, he t- he didn't tell
3: his <laughs> of mother. Of course, he
2: was in a f- yeah. I, I mean, yeah,
4: I guess it's true. yeah. I mean, he's fucking cruising outside of a gay bar, in Milwaukee at fourteen.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's he not wasn't, doing good. There's just was he going not to, a he, lot of parenting going on in Wisconsin. <laughs> so he went back to his father, Senator Koch's house, <laughs> and told his dad all about it, uh, and he didn't really tell his foster her
4: mom what happened because he, she didn't know he was gay and he didn't want to tell her. But uh-huh. eventually, she pressed him. Uh, they went to their social worker. Uh, the social worker promised to uh, contact the police. The police went to the house, knocked on the door. Jeffrey wasn't there and the cops never went back. Yep. Again,
3: Again, and nobody smelled the smell. They never heard from the police. They never heard from the social worker. It plays into the cops' races. Oh, you know those people. It's like a zoo. It's like a zoo in there. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's really it's the perfect hiding place. For a bunch of corpses, is a uh, a black apartment building in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, yeah. So the next
4: guy, uh, Ernest Miller, twenty five. The first and only time that Jeffrey would use a knife on the victim while he was still alive, uh, he cut this guy's throat. He said he didn't like it because he said it was too messy and caused too much pain.
2: <laughs> it, it is mean, messy. Is sort of, it's messy. Well, it's true. It's because he again yeah. he just didn't like it. It drove him nuts. You know that in between killings, he was literally just sitting, rocking himself to sleep all night, like just getting power hammered so that he could even go to sleep in his fucking world of mayhem that he was living in now.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, this one, uh, Henry, the scenario that you brought up earlier, this is when it actually comes to fruition. uh, And after he killed this guy, he put the body in the bathtub, started to dismember him, cut off the head, and then while he was dismembering him, he repeatedly kissed and talked to the dismembered head.
2: Hey, you know, hey, Hey, so, to tell me, I hear you. Hey, so uh, you want to hear a joke there? And he's like, yeah, what are you? And he's like, All right. And when one muffin said to the other muffin in the what oven, did, what did he say? What did he say? Oh, what did he say? He's like, Oh, so he's like, oh it's too hot in here. And what do the other muffins say to him? Oh, what did he say? She's like, Oh, no, I'm talking to muffin. Yep.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. I'm fucking your mouth. Yeah. I'm fucking your fucking mouth. I'm fucking your fucking mouth, head. Yeah, that's
3: good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, what do you call cheese? At night? That's not yours, eh? Oh, nacho cheese. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mouth. I got to in your mouth. In your mouth.
4: <laughs> well, uh, speaking of and of course Dover, he uh completely dismembered it. He stripped the body of all the flesh. He hung the photograph. he hung the skeleton in the shower and photographed it. And now I think it's time uh to hear a little about a little bit about what Jeffrey did in the shower.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when things started to get weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: He would come back from work and make love with the dead body. He would sleep with it. He would lie with it. He would rub it and have sex with it. He was just very, very enamored with
4: the uh, concept of opening a a body, seeing the internal organs spill forth. And uh, several of the bodies he would put in his bathtub and pack with ice in midweek because he had to work the next day so he could keep them for the weekend, where he'd have more time to enjoy himself with these bodies. Uh, He said to do that, he'd have to shower with cold water so he wouldn't melt the ice. (laughs) It was uncomfortable. It was well worth it. Everybody's
2: working for For the the weekend. weekend. (laughs) God
3: damn. What are you gonna do this weekend, Bob? Uh, I'm gonna have a couple of cold ones. (laughs)
2: Ah,
3: (laughs) Oh, all right, Jeff.
2: I just cracked myself up!
3: (laughs) Well, I'll be seeing you. Yeah, I was gonna go in my yacht with the kids. I hope y'all don't burn the caramels. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well,
4: more important than anything else out of this kill, that this is
2: his first cannibalism kill.
4: Here we go. As they say, this is when the cannibalism Uh, started. uh,
2: And then what I really find interesting about this whole process is like no no other serial crime investigation, can you see the actual steps of escalation so clearly? Yeah. So Each clearly. Each kill he amped it up a little bit for himself mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more deviant. It's just trying to scratch that it. He can't figure out how to please himself. One detective said but, it looked. it was like he was searching for the ultimate orgasm. Yeah. But it's
3: also almost uh like a relationship to some degree. You know, yeah. you don't you don't have sex with the gal that you love for the first time in in the ways that you're going to be having sex with her ten years down the road when everyone gets each other's fetishes and things. I mean, this is like an actual. Yeah, sometimes I you got to kill her. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> sometimes you just going to kill her. I mean, he started with you know. <laughs> he started with that. He's
0: with a high level, so I mean, now you got to start eating them, you know.
4: So victim number nine uh, was his only non-sexual kill. Uh, David t- Thomas was just too ugly. Yeah, isn't that sad? <laughs> yeah, he kill he uh, he took him back to the. apartment. And the only reason why he killed him uh, was because he was afraid that David would be angry with him.
2: Well, I bet he's angry up in heaven right now, being like, I wish we would have gotten brunch instead, Jeff. Yep. Well, and then after this, Jeffrey goes through what we call a bit of a dry spell. Well, I think after that, he realized, I think that when he killed him, when he realized, because that was, it it was true. I think we see that in this, is that he took him home. He was like, ah, he's like, this isn't even... What I want, anymore. Right. <laughs> right? I thought I knew what I wanted. You know what? I should take a little break mm-hmm. and then come after this with a new passion. New passion. Take a vacation.
4: <laughs> yep. I mean, there is definite. Uh, there is absolute uh, evidence to suggest that Jeffrey Dahmer's bipolar. Yeah, oh, you, I you think see, so. I mean you anything. see Matt, I mean it, it, when you talk and by the way this entire time the entire time that he
2: is killing all these people he's meeting with his probation officer oh, yeah. every 2 weeks. Every 2 weeks, meeting probation officer. This man had all of it. Everything that was bad, everything that could be bad in a person, he got all of it. He is by far, I mean, like, of course, there are many others that are different, but I find that Jeffrey Dahmer is probably the most mentally ill. Yeah. Just in terms of, like, I honestly think you could have just drugged him up and kept him in a state hospital if you had found him really early and had just kept him from all this. Yeah. Where certain other people were kind of like, you know, like, Ted Bundy was like a fucking cougar. Yeah. You know, like, a very dangerous. Jeffrey Dahmer was just very fucked up. Let's end
4: at the beginning. Oh. 19-year-old Errol Lindsay was walking home to get a key cut one day. Lindsay was a heterosexual, but Jeffrey was able to lure him to the apartment.
2: This is when... Oh, yes, I forgot. This is when he became a bit of a mixologist.
4: This is when he became a a Uh, bit of a mixologist. Errol Lindsay was Jeffrey Dahmer's very first...
3: Love zombie.
2: Now, my question with this is, how did he even get the idea? Does anyone... I've I've been looking for it and looking for it. He liked horror movies. He probably
3: just watched Romero's Day of the Dead.
2: His father was a chemist, remember? Yes. So, let's... This grisly detail that's involved in this is very important, and then we can talk about it.
4: Yeah. So, he came into the apartment. uh, He was drugged. Mm -hmm. And Jeffrey drilled a hole
2: into his skull... And poured muriatic acid. No, he said what he had okay. was he had a hand drill from when he was Ugh. doing some stuff in his house. And he said he's just like, when I was listening to him talk about it, he's just, he's like, yeah, I, I figured I could do it real quick and get the hole in there. And then I, I, I poured the acid in there. And, uh, you know, I don't know what I was thinking, but, uh, you know, it just uh, didn't work how I wanted it to work. No, it didn't. No, no, no. And so Lindsay was somehow still alive. And he woke up yeah. uh, and basically because he hoped that he'd pour this acid in his fucking brain and it would mush him up and make him a zombie. Right. But he woke up and said, I have a headache. What time is it? <sighs> and then he drugged him again right. and then strangled him it's bone fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you're a lamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one more, uh, one more victim
4: to get to. His name's Tony Hughes. Uh, he was victim 12. Uh, I mean, everyone was complaining about the smell. They yeah. said that they ha- heard a sound of a chainsaw.
2: Uh, every <laughs> once in a I while. Mean, it's just, just American psycho. style. He's, playing, he's stuff. playing the exorcist on loop. Yeah. He's playing right. working for the weekend on loop. Probably the same Definitely. time. It was a song of that summer. Definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you know, like, he's uh, all up on it. He keeps asking people if they want to see Caddyshack, too. What you know, he, but he's just talking to people's dogs. I mean, what's know? so
3: amazing is these black people must have just been, like, white people, huh? <laughs> we got one white guy in this whole building. I guess this is what they do. This
4: yeah. is how you get left alone in the ghetto. Yeah. yeah. And what Jeffrey said about the smell, about the way he was disposing of the bodies, the lackadaisical way that he was going about everything, he just said... Nobody ever said anything, so I kept doing it. He was so.
3: It's just again, if you're breaking the law, pretend that you're not, and then you, you just, can get away with it.
2: Eddie taught me that. Ed yeah. Larson <laughs> taught me that. Where it's just like you just be like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? There's like, that anytime time anybody accuses you
3: of anything, there's that scene in Blow, the Johnny Depp uh, where he stars. Uh, Johnny Depp stars in that yeah. movie Blow. It's like when you're carrying like ten pounds of cocaine across the border, you pretend like you're not
2: carrying ten pounds across the border, <laughs> and you just walk across the damn border. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh yeah, no, he, he was a cool customer when it came to this, and th- th- that was a part of it. He's just, yeah. we see the compartmentalizing of his personality, his apartment, because that's what they said. There's this one quote that I find really interesting about him, which was, they said that when he went back to his place, um, this this quote about him is chilling. The quote about him, like about this, is you see the yeah, like he goes to his apartment, Dahmer once said that once he had slapped snapped the lock on the door and the person was in his apartment, yeah. he'd become more aggressive, more powerful. It was almost like a psychological transformation. He would become more sexually aroused. So it's like Mm -hmm. he's built this perfect sex dungeon. And And he's totally in charge of. And it wasn't just one
3: snap on the, uh, one lock on the door. I mean, he had like seven locks on this door. I mean, Houdini couldn't have gotten out of this place. Yeah. It was pretty nice. One deadbolt. That's what you need. One apartment door <laughs> equals one deadbolt.
2: Unless you're carrying gold bars. Yeah. Like you need one deadbolt.
3: Yeah. It was. It was. It was guarded like an armored truck.
2: So we have to. We have to end here. Yeah. We have to um, end here. We'll be back next week. We're with, gonna uh, pump through the end oh, of this to man. get to. There's just so much stuff. There's so just, much. There's, with there's so much. Yeah. We. I mean. Uh, we he deserves got, a lot of attention. He does. This is the perfect example of the of of losing yourself to your fantasies. Yep. And uh, again, I wanted to say this in the first episode um, because of what happened. I'm like, I, I, this is kind of hammy and kind of a thing, but it's like truly is. It's like if you ever feel like you were having bad thoughts, yes, tell somebody. Like this is yeah. could have been he could have been reached out to. There were things that could have well, happened. The things went, went like when he was left alone for that period of time when he first got obsessed with that. Jogger and that stuff like that was the time that maybe someone could have helped him, mm-hmm. but he was fucked from yeah. then on out. So tell somebody, yeah, just talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. R- r- write to us
4: at gmail.com We'll answer yeah. it all on sex and other human activity. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. save it for the grim uh, podcast.
3: Yeah, sometimes tell yourself no, tell you yourself,
2: know? give yourself just boundaries. I'm not going to yeah. do it.
3: That's why women are so nice in relationships because they often say no, and then you say, okay, I can't do that.
4: <laughs> uh, so we'll be Lay back uh, next week we'll start with The Great Escape uh, and uh, we'll finish out Jeffrey Dahmer with uh, the final kills the capture the confession the trial and yep. the murder. and then his own
2: grisly
3: death his own very oh, grisly death oh my goodness so Christ. hail Satan everybody and you know what I want to say too if you're a Christian listener out there that's fine thank you as thank well thank you for yes. listening Satan
2: thank loves you. your treachery <laughs> sure
3: he loves everything about it you can't have one without um, the other
2: also yes and thank everyone uh, for the birthday messages. Yeah. Uh, I very loved nice. all the burgers. Um, yeah. That was very awesome. Yeah. Uh, I felt powerful. Uh, I think... A, a <laughs> you follow, felt powerful. I felt the... fucking powerful. Okay.
3: That's a strange thing Nine to Nine feet
2: tall. Right. Um, and thank you to every, everybody who donated to the Murder Fist Kickstarter to help our pilot. That That's was amazing. Nice. I'm going to post it up again at some point. Thank you so much to people who have already donated. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful.
3: Uh. That's right, and keep on uh, supporting Cave Comedy Radio, Roundtable, Top Hat, um, uh, Sex and of Human, human activities, activities, page seven, all these things. Um, all right, everybody, uh, hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Gene. Hail you. me. And of course, hail yourselves.
0: For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection and cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A